Foraging in France can be a delightful adventure, but it's crucial to be aware of the potential dangers that lurk amongst the bountiful flora. Among the treasures of the French countryside is the fragrant elderflower, known for its culinary and medicinal uses. However, it's important to exercise caution when foraging for elderflower, as certain parts of the plant, such as the leaves or the unripe berries, should never be consumed due to their toxic properties. Proper identification and knowledge of safe usage are essential to ensure a positive foraging experience. France is home to various other plants that demand careful consideration. Some wild mushrooms found in the country can be highly poisonous if ingested, making it vital to possess expert knowledge before attempting to gather and consume them. Thankfully, France's unique approach to mushroom foraging safety provides a helpful solution. Local pharmacies offer a service where enthusiasts can bring their freshly picked mushrooms for identification and evaluation, ensuring that they are safe for consumption. While navigating the realm of foraging in France requires awareness and caution, it doesn't mean we have to abandon the joy of discovering nature's treasures. With the necessary knowledge and precautions, we can still indulge in the delicious delights of elderflower, so to speak. Appreciate its aromatic presence in culinary creations, all the while ensuring our well-being. So let's embrace the world of foraging, savouring the wonders of nature, and enjoy the bounty it has to offer. Just as long as we do so with a keen eye for safety. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. It's the podcast that's all about the cuisine that is said to have founded modern cooking. French ingredients and dishes have been the starting block for many of the world's best chefs and cooks. On Fabulously Delicious, you'll learn all about those dishes and ingredients, as well as get to know more about fabulous French chefs and cooks. I'm your host, Andrew Pryor. Enchanté. Enchanté. Ten years ago, my life changed when I competed on MasterChef Australia, and now I'm living my best French life in the French countryside. My life is all about cooking, eating, and living life the best way that I can. I love meeting wonderful food producers, chefs, home cooks, drinking amazing wines, eating some of the over, would you believe, 1,500 French cheeses, and sharing those fabulous experiences with you my fabulously delicious audience. I hope you're enjoying them. Today, we're continuing the A to Z of French herbs. And today's herb is the elderflower, which for some is a syrup, some a delicious herb, and some a horrible poisonous plant that they won't go near despite its beautiful look. So, sit back, turn up the volume. If you're not driving, pour yourself a glass of wine, break a baguette, Add a bit of saucisson, or maybe mm, some of that delicious cheese and enjoy today's episode of Fabulously Delicious, the A to Z of French herbs, elderflower. Elderflower in French is pronounced fleur de cerul. Fleur meaning flower and cerul meaning elder and is spelled F L. E-U-R, fleur, de, 
D-E. Sural. S-U-R-E-A-U. Common names for the plant around the world are elder, elderberry, black elder, European elder, European elderberry, European black elderberry, and in the Isle of Man, it's known as Traman, just to be different. Elderflower is the flower from the elderberry plant, which is a hardy shrub that grows to around about 7 metres tall, depending on the variety. Around the world now, there are about 10 different varieties of elderberry plant. It has a wide range of medicinal, cosmetic and culinary uses and is often seen in many a French herb garden. The elderflower is a hermaphrodite plant, which means that the plant has both male and female productive organs with the same flower. This is important to know in plant breeding. These flowers are sometimes referred to as bisexual or perfect flowers. Tomatoes, hibiscus, and as I mentioned a few episodes ago, chives are all bisexual or hermaphrodite plants. Its white flowers grow in clusters and bloom for a couple of months each summer and give off a lovely slightly heady fragrance. The term heady fragrance means that it gives off a strong but pleasant scent. The berries from the plant ripen towards the end of summer and can last for weeks if the birds don't get them first. The elderberry plant grows well in a moist but sunny spot in your garden. It should be pruned in late autumn or early spring and can be propagated by cutting off leafless shoots or by dividing its roots. You can grow by seed, but this is, well, a slower process and will need to be grown in the garden, not in pots, as it prefers a good garden bed to being confined to a pot. Don't we all? In Europe, you get three different varieties of elderberry or elderflowers. For most of Central Europe, you have the black elderberry plant, known as Sambucus nicra, which is white flowers and black fruits. But you also have elderberry, Sambucus ebulus, which is a smaller plant to the black elderberry. And then there's the red elderberry, Sambucus rasmus. I think I said that right. Which has red berries. This variety usually grows in cooler climates and higher altitudes. The flowers in the elderberry are gathered in a term called corum. In some recipes using elderflowers, you might find this term. Corum is a botanical term for an inflorescence with the flowers growing in such a fashion that the outermost are borne on longer pedicels than the inner flowers. This brings all the flowers to a common level, or a flattish top, as with the elderflowers. The word corum is derived from the ancient Greek word corobus, which means a bunch of flowers or fruit. Elderberry plants actually come with their own companions, such as the edible mushroom called judicere, 
which is often found on the trunk of older elderberry plants. Then there is also the black elderberry aphid, which only lives on the elderberry plant. Deer, elk, sheep, and in some places, small birds, all forage on the elderflower plants and berries. In fact, the fruit from the elderberry is an important food for many migrating birds. The plants themselves often provide good shelter and habitat for many species of birds, including hummingbirds and warblers. Elder plants were traditionally in the past planted around dairies because it was thought that they prevented the milk from going off. In medieval times, it was believed that you were most likely to encounter fairies on Midsummer's Eve under an elderberry tree. So, I don't know what I'm doing next Midsummer's Eve, but I think I'll be out searching for some fairies. I love fairies of all types. I just need to find an elderflower plant. Also in medieval times, the chopping down of an elder tree would upset the elder mother, who would take revenge on you if you didn't ask permission first with a song. Many movies around magic often refer to the wand or flutes that are made from the elderberry plant because of their supposed magical properties. Sus, La Protection du Cyril, is a book written by French author Bernard Bertrand, which is all about the protection the elder tree offers. Bernard refers to the elder tree as the tree with over 400 names. The Romans, though, during the Holy Roman Empire, put an end to all of this worship of trees and their deities. This put a stop to the plant being used to ward off witches and the devil. Throughout history, the elder plant is attributed to treating over 70 different maladies. Elderflower and elderberries are known for their preventative properties and are rich in antioxidants, vitamins, tannins and amino acids. Elderflower can be used for colds, flu, bronchitis, diabetes and constipation amongst other things. Hippocrates, who is often referred to as the father of medicine, described the elder as his medicine chest, which he used to cure a wide array of ailments. In cosmetics, elderflowers are often infused as they lighten the complexion and have qualities that rid the skin of impurities. They're especially used in facial masks to reduce wrinkles and freckles. Wood from the elder tree lends itself well to the making of whistles, pipes, and other musical instruments, as the branches contain a soft, pithy core, which is easily removed to create hollow pipes. There is many culinary uses to elderflower, especially in French and European cooking. You can make syrups, infusions, sorbets, and flowers can be added to tarts and cakes or gâteaux, as we call them here in France. The older flower has a slightly floral scent to it, and some believe it tastes a little bit like pineapple, whilst others find it similar to lychee, a warning 
needs to be made when it comes to eating elderflower and elderberry plants is that the berries should be cooked before eating so that you make sure that you are not eating a raw, unripened berry which is poisonous. The berries are often used as a diuretic medicinally. The main thing is to distinguish the berries from the edible black elderberry plant and the toxic, horrible elderberry plant. Also, you shouldn't eat the stems or the leaves, but they're also considered toxic. Elderflower cordial, or elderflower press, as it is known, is often made in many European countries, especially in the North and in the Balkan countries. In some European countries, they even make wine from the berries of the plant. In Hungary, they produce a brandy made from elderberries, and to make it, they need 50 kilos of the fruit to produce just one litre of brandy. Sweden and France both produce popular liqueurs from elderflowers, and in Belgium, they even create a beer made from the berries. Many people use elderflowers as fritters, or in a tempura. It's not very French, I'd have to say, but it does sound delicious. But doesn't anything dipped in batter and fried sound delicious? Wherever you might use edible flowers, you can use elderflowers in the recipe. You can make a herbal tea from fresh elderflowers, which is light and fruity. But you could also do this with dried elderflowers and it will be just as delicious. If you are growing your own elderflowers, the one best things you can make at home is some delicious elderflower syrup. Here's my recipe for homemade elderflower syrup. The ingredients you'll need are 20 fresh bunches of elderflowers, one kilo of sugar, one litre of water and the juice of half a lemon. First of all, you'll need to clean the bunches of the older flowers, then leave to dry. Don't shake those, as the loose pollen, which is where a lot of the flavour comes out, will go. Place the flowers in a large bucket or a bowl and add the water, and then let this steep overnight for 24 hours. Strain this infusion through a cheesecloth into a large saucepan. Add the sugar and bring to the boil and then let this simmer for 10 minutes. Add the lemon juice and stir and then allow to cool. Place this in sterilized glass bottles and keep in the fridge for two weeks. Or place the sealed bottles in a large pot with water and boil for another 10 minutes to further sterilize and then leave this in a cool dark place, a cellar or your pantry for three months. Consume that within a week after you open them though. With this syrup, you can make elderflower ice cream, elderflower lemonade, or fairy champagne as it's sometimes called. And you can add it to cocktails or to a salad dressing for a slightly sweetened floral flavor to a special salad. Saint-Germain is an elderflower liqueur you may have seen and it's made from using the petals of the black elderberry plant from the Savoie in France. The Savoie is located in the Auvergne-Rhône-Alpes region in southwestern France. It has a population close to 440,000 people or so, and it's known for its numerous ski resorts. Tartiflette and Saucisson are well-known culinary delights from this area. 
Each bottle of St. Germain is numbered with the year that the petals of the elderflowers were collected. They're collected each spring over a period of three to four weeks and are often transported by bicycle to collection points to avoid damaging the petals and impacting their flavour. St. Germain was launched by Cooper Spirits Co. in 2007 and was created by distiller Robert Cooper, the son of Norton Cooper, who owns Charles Jacquin et C, a major French alcohol maker. Sadly, though, in 2016, Robert died at the young age of 39. I have a delicious recipe for my favourite cocktail to make with Saint-Germain, which is an an Elderflower 75, or Soissantins as we say here in France, which is a take on the French Soissantins. The recipe is as follows. The ingredients you'll need are 30 ml of Saint-Germain Elderflower liqueur, 10 ml of Bombay Sapphire gin, 10 ml of lemon juice, and 75 ml of champagne. In a cocktail shaker, pour the Saint-Germain, the gin, and the fresh lemon juice. Add ice and shake vigorously until the whole drink is chilled. Pour the champagne into a champagne flute, and then strain the cocktail into the glass with the champagne. Garnish this with a slice of lemon rind, or a cocktail cherry, and serve. Saint-Germain was named after the Comte de Saint-Germain. No, he wasn't a cheese. He was born in 1712 and died in 1784. The Comte de Saint-Germain was the son of Francis II Racozzi, the Prince of Transylvania. His father actually claimed that his son had passed away at the age of four in order to protect him from the Habsburg dynasty. Then, on his deathbed, he told the true identity of his son, who hadn't died, but in fact was a wealthy, well-educated member of the royal entourage. Because he had kept this identity secret, the Comte de Saint-Germain used to tell wild stories about his life, like he was 500 years old, or that he was a prophet. And I love this one. He claimed that he was the reincarnation of William Shakespeare. (laughs) Who knows how much of the stories are true? History does tell us, though, that he was a close friend of King Louis XV, who kept him so close by his side at the Palace in Versailles as to arouse the jealousy of other members of the royal court. Just outside of the town of sujet sur ouette is the wonderful Maison de Sorel that is a specialist in the production of elderflower and elderberry products. Bertrand Boufflet started his career as a photographer and then, after travelling the world, he returned to France and planted his garden and started to produce his mother's elderberry jams and syrups. Now, The Maison de Sorel range includes products made from their orchards and also fruit that's picked from the wild to create a range of confits, confitures, jellies, syrups, herbal teas, dried flowers and berries. All from the elderflower plant 
and other wonderful fruits and fairies as well. Shakespeare wrote in The Merry Wives, What says my Isipus? Hmm. My gallon, my heart of elder. Not sure what all that's supposed to mean, Shakespeare, but look, if you know, then please DM me and let me know. That's it for another episode of Season 3 of Fabulously Delicious. Do you use elderflower? Let me know your favourite recipes. Contact me via Instagram. Slide into my DMs at Andrew Pryor Fabulously, as I love to receive recipes from you all. If you share them with me, I will give them a go and post on my socials, and possibly even my blog, which you can find at andrewpryorfabulously.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, you know what my motto is, whatever you do, do it fabulously. Merci beaucoup, and bon app. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.